0: Today, I want to draw from the meaningful parallels from the various aspects of our lives. Our lives are our production, and thankfully to the God we serve, or for others, the higher being you hold in reverence, it gives us the opportunity to have as many takes as we want. The content provided in this podcast episode is intended for informational and inspirational purposes, and it should not be considered... Medical advice or a substitute for professional guidance, if you're dealing with a medical concern or decision, it is essential that you consult with somebody that's qualified to take care of it. Similarly, if you have a personal matter, seeking advice from appropriate experts is recommended. Remember that the insights that I share in this episode are designed to encourage reflection and thought, but they should not replace individualized advice. Welcome to episode five. I am your host, Barbara. And as many of you know, I hold many hats. There are many compartments of my life. I am a mother. I am a daughter. I am a sister. I am a cousin. I am a friend. I am a wife. I am a labor and delivery nurse. I am a traveler. I am a Hispanic. And as many of you probably have a lot of the similar areas and they become like compartments of our lives. But it would be nice to have one parallel recourse for the management of all of these compartments. So this is a very specific message with many components for all of our compartments. I titled Lights, Camera, Action because as it is, the picture of your life is a production. And how big is the city that your production is being played in? How big is the theater that your production is being played in? How big is your stage that your production is being played on. The answer is, it's just as big or small as you make it. How big is your stage? Who is part of your production crew? Who controls your lighting? Who does your writing for you? How about your sound quality? Who's on the other end of the camera? What special effects does your stage have? And lastly, who's your audience? So as a nurse, we learned about the CUS acronym, Concerned Uncomfortable Safety, uh, which derives der- it derived from an uh, incentive called the Speak Up Incentive. It's a healthcare organizational, a broad uh, incentive that encourages healthcare providers uh, to play an active role when it comes to patient safety. I look at this as a way to use it across the borders of my life, just as nurses use the CUS acronym uh, to communicate effectively about patient care. Imagine if we applied this to our life script, concerning being able to voice your concerns, expressing discomfort, prioritizing, setting boundaries for your own well-being. So when you go back to thinking, how big is your life stage? Are you ready to communicate those concerns if you're a healthcare provider or in any area, would you be able to communicate those concerns the same way that you would be able to communicate them in your job? So while we talk about the different component, components, uh, let's talk about the similarities. You know, kind of through the course of all of the titles and all of the hats and roles that I play, we kind of talked about a couple of things. So who is part of your production crew? Well, behind every production, there's always a dedicated crew that's working. In life, your production crew consists of your support system. So you got your family, your friends, your mentors, colleagues. They provide foundation. They help you navigate. Uh, They celebrate with you. And they also mourn with you when you need them to. So as you're thinking about it, who's part of your production crew? Who gives you that? unwavering support and contributes to your narrative, to your life goals, to your aspirations, to the things that you dream of, to the things that you want, the things you aspire to be. Well, I'll tell you that in my life, there's been many. And then there's a foundation of some who will never, ever, ever lose their job with me. They are will and forever be part of my production crew. And, and first and foremost, it's going to be my God my God is my writing of my script. He's the one who now navigates me before I tried to can take total control and navigate and write my own script. But very soon I realized now in my 40s that I have somebody else who wants to write my script, who's got really, really, really good ideas and has the best aspirations and dreams for me. And then you have your parents And sometimes we listen and sometimes we don't. And sometimes we take it for granted. And then when they're gone, we realize how much we really miss their navigation and narration of what they want to see for us. And then the ones that are here, we have to appreciate and we have to be able to have and set healthy boundaries. Okay, you can write about this, but I want you to know that I'm grown and I need you to kind of let the reins go when it comes to writing about this. That's healthy. I mean, you, you don't want to ever make your parents not feel appreciated or that their advice and their wanting to write part of your script is is not warranted. You know, you, you always want to be able to have that fl- very fluid communication with your parents, especially as, you know, both of you are getting older, right? Um, then you have your friends. Well, with friends and family, I I always say that, you know, sometimes you let them in too much. You learn your lesson, you know, first time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. And then the third time, it's it's shame on me again, because I should have known better the first two times. You know, you want to be careful of who it is that you're letting in and helping, who's part of your production crew. Um, your Even your mentors and your colleagues, you know, everybody has the way they did it. And then sometimes you want to add a little spin to it. You may be a little bit spicier than the next person, and you want to add a little spice, more a little more adobo in your in your life. And um, you have to know how to set those healthy healthy boundaries. And that's very fluid. So that will go through the courses of all the compartments of your life. You know, your your work life, your home life, your friend life, your love life all of those, you want to be able to have like-minded individuals, not always. And there's one thing, and, and it's pretty important to me, uh, realization just in, you know, these last, this last year, probably that what is it to love somebody who, or care for somebody who is good? You know, it's loving those who are unlovable, loving the ones who are like your Ebenezer Scrooges, you know, your, your your Baham bugs. You, You want to be able to show love the same way to everybody because that's lighting your stage. That's the control of your lighting. You control it. You control how bright that light is or how dim that light is. You can be the same way with everybody or you can compartmentalize and be different ways with people. And that's completely individualized. So reflecting back to the CUS acronym, uh, that we use for, you know, concerned, uncomfortable safety, let's talk about, uh, how that applies to this part of it as in assembling your life crew and illuminating your stage. So after you've identified who's a part of your life production, how can they help navigate your life challenges? And then, just as proper lighting enhances your stage's ambiance, your perspective illuminates your life stage. If you inspire the cuss initiative, it helps you be able to address, express any discomforts effectively, allowing you to grow or learn, lighting up your stage and Allowing the light from others to come upon you. So, who controls the lighting of your stage? Are you actively shaping your own light or are you using the light of somebody else all the time? Who controls that on and off switch that helps navigate how much light you're taking in and how much light you're putting out? So, I think it's kind of important to take a step back and talk about the CUS acronym that we discuss in in my nursing role that I've pretty much adopted in most areas of my life now. I'm not saying that I've done it all the time, but now it's 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 kind of imperative that I do it. Um, CUS is an acronym that we use in healthcare for patient safety. Um, I actually I did look up a couple statistics to help better um, dive into the description and so that you understand the background of the Speak Up Initiative. Uh, And I think it's a good time to take a break in between the segments so that you can reflect on the first part of the segments as I discuss uh, the CUS initiative, uh, because it is really important in healthcare. In a survey that was conducted by the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, it was founded that communication breakdowns were a factor in nearly 30% of malpractice claims, 30%, that's almost half. Of malpractice claims were founded that a breakdown of communication happened. It's just crazy. And then in the joint commission, which is our accredited, one of our our major accrediting organization identified that communication issues are over 70% of Sentinel events, Sentinel events being those events that need to be reported because they've caused a major life trauma or death. And to know that over half of them had to be with communication that could very easily have been avoided. Um, it, it's just it's crazy. They emphasize the need for clear communication uh strategies, just as you know, the cus to speak up incentive. It's a it's a basically a broader way for healthcare organizations to aim to encourage their healthcare providers, nurses, to be able to voice their concerns, observations, and suggestions without fear. Um, retribution. I, I think that someone told me in the military, I, a friend a long time ago told me that in the military, they have what they call non attributable conversations where, um, Somebody would come into the office and they would have a conversation, but it wasn't something that was like really documented, or it was basically bringing up something that was of concern. I'm assuming that a lot of it had to do with the speak up that was going on in the military and the fact that a lot of people couldn't speak up on the abuse and things that, um, that occurred in the military. Uh, the speak up, it gained prominence in the wake of various high profile medical error incidents And that crucial information wasn't communicated. It's a way for nurses to be able to say, hey, I'm concerned about this situation. I am uncomfortable doing X, Y, or Z. And I feel that this is a safety issue. Those are the strategies that, you know, we, we try to use for effective communication. So now you got your stage ready. You got the person who's writing, you got your sound control, you got your lighting. Now let's talk about who is the face behind the camera? Who is the one that is holding the camera behind every production? There's a director. There's somebody that's capturing the essence of every scene. So in your life, we hold the, both the actor and the director role you shape your responses, decisions, your actions, influencing your storyline. Your writer is different. Your writer is the one that's giving you the information that's feeding you the information, whether it be your higher power, for my case, my God, um, maybe some input from parents. Um, Obviously, if you're married, your spouse is supposed to be next. Remember, you know, in religiously or spiritually or even life you have to make sure that you know your your mate your your partner has a part of the writing in your role or else it's very one sided uh you know the give and take you want to make sure that you're if you're married you're married to be happy you're not married to be miserable so you know you want to let that partner in in your life role in your writing of your script you are going to be the one on the other side of the stage, you're in part of which part is going to be highlighted. Just like when you say words, some of them are emphasized and some of them aren't because they're your personality. They come with your communication, what you want to be that face behind the camera, your actor and your directors, you're shaping all of that. Um, Sound quality. Let's talk about that. has a, has a great, great, Part of your communication, effective communication. Like if we we, going back to the cuss, it ensures that your concerns are heard, that you are fostering deeper connection. So you have to ask yourself almost, what is the sound quality in your life? Are your messages are clear, or do you just emphasize the safety part of it? Are you also voicing your concerns? Are you making it a nice equilibrium? Uh, is there fluency going is there is it fluid is the communication fluid going back and forth are you listening and not responding that's another thing sometimes we're listening whether it be listening to your higher power whether it be listening to your parents whether it be listening to your mate but you listen but do you listen to respond or are you listening to listen being slow to respond and 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 easy to listen those are qualities that as you're starting to formulate your stage and your presence and the ambiance and the lighting, all of those things kind of take effect. They, they help set the tone of your stage. So as we're talking about communication and tones and the way your ambiance is set on your stage, your stage, let's talk about special effects, unexpected twists, uh, just as a stage, both special effects, it also has unexpected twists. And some of these challenges are like thunderstorms, super beautiful surprises that come when you open your eyes. Embracing both of them is essential to creating a rich and textured life. To It to be textile. It's not just one side. It's not just flat. Think about what special effects does your stage have? I know that my communication, my stage is a a big light storm. It's literally like a, it's literally a rave type club. Sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low. You never know if you're going to get blue, green, purple, yellow, I have a dial that I talk about and, and I make a joke about my Puerto Rican dial, uh, my Hispanic dial. Well, because let's honor both sides, right? So I have a Hispanic dial and it goes from zero to a hundred. And sometimes it teeters 40%, sometimes it teeters 50%. I'm the one that's control in control of those special effects that I'm putting in this page, how loud I am, how soft I am, when I voice a concern, who is in front of me and how am I voicing it? Both life productions. And in your, uh, you know, professional productions may have unexpected twists. So in the professional world, a nurse can encounter unforeseen actions, unforeseen, face with unforeseen problems that you don't know what to do. You know, you're surprised, and embracing these moments and is going to be enriching, enriching your your life. It's going to be enriching your story. It's going to be enriching your professional career. Um, these life unexpected special effects that happen? How can you handle them or maintain them or have a little bit of more control, a little more boundary setting by using the cuss-inspired mindset? So again, voicing your concerns. Are you doing it at the at the right point of the stage? Is it at the climax or is it at the high? Is it is the color and the lighting too bright and the message that you're giving too dim? Or is your message too bright and your lighting too dim? That's something that you have to kind of inspire to look at, to take a step back and see what special effects. Your stage has, and how do these challenges and surprising events enrich your story? So, this is a big one because this is identifying your audience. So, when we talked earlier about productions and who's included in your production, who's part of your production crew. You got your audience that is also kind of similar maybe some additions to it, but your family, your friends, the people, the society at large, everybody that we talked about earlier, I mean, except the society at large, that's going to be part of your audience. But potentially your production crew could be your audience. Your children are your audience. That rippling effect, your actions and your choices, they're going to ripple down into your audience. It's going to be that you're influencing and that you're influencing those people around you. Your actions and your choices ripple beyond your own experiences. You're going to be influencing people around you. I can't say that strongly enough. For those who have small children, the things that you do in front of your children are going to ripple around them. It's very public knowledge that I had sometimes in in my past where I was abused by, um, a domestic violence abuse. And my children saw that. And it's not something that I can take away from their eyes. And I'm just so grateful to God that he has shaped their lives so differently because imagine how their lives could have been had it shaped in a, in a negative way um, had it instilled fear in their hearts, had it instilled the the manhoods that they are starting to develop. It probably did. I'm not going to deny and say that it doesn't. Again, I don't know. We haven't had those deep, deep discussions about it. I've apologized for it. I've apologized for allowing them to see things that they shouldn't see as children, for allowing them to hear things that they shouldn't have heard as children. Um, even the mistakes that I've made and being too rough or too light on them, I, I've apologized for. Um, so going back to not get on a soapbox, who is your life's audience? How can you use that cuss guided action to resonate and help and influence those around you? How do your decisions resonate and impact the people around you? Are you high lighting? Or are you low lighting? What's the ambiance of your stage and how does it affect those who are watching? And I don't say that trying to get on anybody. I say that because I've myself have gone through those times where, you know, your stage, you either have it too lit or you have it too dim. And when sometimes it's too lit, the world is watching. And sometimes with it's too dim, you don't have the right people watching. So I think that in reflection, there are a lot of aspects that I would change, but that's just in reflection. The good part about this, and I touched on it very, very, very lightly, is that the person that you serve, in my case, God, gave me the next chance the next day to wake up and do a take two, take three, take four, take five, until I get it right. It's never too late to reshape and retake what it is that you're doing in your life, your life stage. This is you. This is all a part of you. No one else has anything to do with it unless you want them to. In my case, I want to be guided by my, my higher being, my God. I want him to write my script. I want the people in my production crew to be people that I trust. I hate shady people. I do not like people with ulterior motives and I do not like people who have a negative uh, uh, just a negative reflection. So be careful of your production crew and be careful of your audience. I'm not saying don't trust anybody. I'm not saying oh, I can't trust that person because that's you know everybody has a different view on how to trust. I think we talked about this in in a couple of other episodes too like, it's a, a very individualized. Trust is really individualized. The way I trust people is not the same way you trust people and it's not the same way anybody else is going to trust people. So just, you know, cater to your own team, to your own production crew and how you how much trust you want to put into them. That's your, like I said, in the beginning, your stage is as big or small as you make it. I want to make my stage big. You know why? Because I want everybody to win. Everybody on my team wins. We all win whether we lose, we're still winning. And I know that doesn't make sense, but to me, when we're in a team and we all lose, we're still winning because at the end of the day, we're still a team. And same thing with marriages, same thing with your relationships with your children, the same thing with your relationships with your parents, With relationships with your friends. When you're losing, you're still winning. So, you know, I I would be careful of your audience when it comes to the lighting that they're giving. So let's say, You have a very low setting stage. So, if we're going to go back to the communication, let's say something that's communicated, but it's very intimate, very sweet, something that requires a very low setting stage. But you have somebody in your audience who wants to shine the spotlight on those bad experiences that you have. You may or may not want to invite them. Maybe they they won't get a ticket the next time to your stage. It's not that you don't love them and it's not that you can't love them from afar, but it's setting a boundary. Um, It's not that you don't trust them and it's not like you're not going to let them in your life anymore. It's just that sometimes you may have to set a boundary and not invite them to that production. Maybe you want to invite them to the next production. And by inviting them, I mean communicating with them. So if you know that this person is not good for your mental, for whatever reason, A, B, or C, maybe you don't want to invite them into a conversation where you want to talk about the problems that you had in the day, because they're going to highlight it. Or maybe you don't want to talk to them about the problems that you have in the marriage, because they're going to highlight it. And if not highlighted, let's say it's a person that's going to tell Juana, Susie, and and Mary everything that you say, you don't want to give them that, you don't want to give your audience that much information so be limited and and like i said set healthy boundaries that goes back to the beginning you know if you feel a concern in your body then you need to act on it but you're the one that's in control of your lighting how light and how dim you make it for yourself or others so with that i i think that that wraps up my little 10 20 minute soapbox i uh, just wanted t- i needed to get that out of my head i I've seen so many situations recently. I'll talk about one that is very small with not giving a lot of details because this does have to do with my professional career, Um, but one where I've seen a number of providers being allowed to act maybe not so nice. Um, I'm not sure if it's not so nice to nurses or just not so nice to travelers. Um, I hope that it's just not so nice. To travelers because they don't know them and they don't know if they want them to be part of their audience or they're part of their production crew. Um, but I've seen some deplorable behavior from the last couple of shifts that I worked that I almost want to say, maybe you should not be an OB. Maybe you should, if you want to operate on people, maybe you should be a mechanic or something and take something else apart because I don't want you to even take I I wouldn't even want you to take care of my transmission. Like sometimes we have to be able to set a boundary and and be able to voice our concern. And I think that's where the step up initiative comes in play. Because, you know, if you're, if you see something and you don't act, then you're part of the problem. If you see something, someone doing something wrong, you're part of that wrongdoing if you don't speak up and say something about it. And I think that that's a lesson that I've kind of made dormant uh, working as a staff nurse and now have to kind of open that Pandora's box to bring it to the forefront. But again, just like my live stage, I have to control who's watching, who's part of my production crew, the communication, the lighting, and the sound effects and all the special effects that go behind communicating an issue or a concern that I'm trying to raise. Um, So that's it, guys. That's all I have. Uh, Just a little quick weekly you know uh, this is what's going on and this is what I'm thinking about soapbox uh tell me if you enjoyed it let me know in the comments or let me know by email thank you for all the emails that I've gotten so far I appreciate them it's justbarv 7 at gmail.com so with that being said I'm out